we're glad you've chosen to listen to our weekly talkback. The weekly talkback is designed to take a portion of the teaching from this week to a deeper level. You may want to listen to this week's teaching, but it isn't necessary to understand the weekly talkback. If you'd like to connect further, feel free to reach out to us through our website, kanoichurch.org. For now, enjoy the weekly talkback from Kanoi Church, where our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. I won't do this every single week, so I'm not committing to that, but there are weeks where I feel like God lays something on my heart that has nothing to do with my message, and I want to kind of start the service with like, kind of like a devotional, something to kind of get us focused on track, because I do think that there's a million reasons to be off track, right? We come from outside this place, and there's a million things going on out there in our lives that steal our focus and steal our attention, and when we come in here, we don't necessarily get fixated on who God is right away, it takes a while sometimes for us to kind of push off all the stuff from the week that's been clinging to us. And so I want to take a minute before we jump into worship and try to just give us a word that lets us focus in, okay? So, have you guys ever heard of wedding crashing? Not the movie. I don't want to know if you watch the movie. I mean just the concept of wedding crashing, right? In case you haven't heard of it, essentially what it is is there are people who will come, they'll show up to a wedding, they'll sneak into the wedding, they'll pretend to be distant relatives or distant friends, and they'll join in the celebration. They'll join in the reception and the wedding, and they'll just, they'll party with whoever's there. And the question you kind of almost have to ask yourself is, why would somebody crash a wedding? Why would somebody do that? And, and, and maybe that's an easy answer, but I think the easy answer here is because people like to be part of a celebration, Right? Like when we, when we see somebody singing on the street, they're busking, people will stop and gather around the person playing their guitar and singing because that person's voice is so fantastic, right? Well, if there's people dancing on the street somewhere, people will stop and a crowd will gather because they're so impressed with the talent. If, if you're walking along the boardwalk and you look at the beach and there's somebody down there sculpting sand of this incredible thing, people begin to gather around because they watch kind of creation unveil in front of them. There's all sorts of things that exist in this world that people will naturally join into because it's, it's a celebration, it's a party, it's something really cool and really neat. But you know, one of the things you don't ever hear about are, uh, are funeral crashers, right? You never hear of funeral crashers. Funerals, hospital rooms, waiting rooms, those feel like private, somber affairs, um, and they aren't places that people want to be. I, I've never talked to a single person in a waiting room, in the emergency room, at a funeral, who wants to be there. They're always rather something different took place than what took place. So you don't hear about people wanting to crash those things. Those atmospheres feel heavy. Now, the question that I was thinking about this week then is, is why is it in the modern church Sometimes we can gather the body of Christ together and what we have feels more like a somber waiting room than a wedding, a wedding celebration. Now, I just heard you guys sing that first song. I feel like you guys are celebrating today. I feel like you guys are at a wedding celebration today. I heard your voices. So I'm preaching to the choir a little bit. 
And I, I don't want you to hear me wrong. There are whole, whole books of the Bible that are written about lamenting, okay? Written about sharing your pain and talking about your pain. When, when one part of the body is in pain, the whole body is, in, is mourning with it, right? Um, you don't... You shouldn't go to a church where they tell you to be happy all the time. You shouldn't go to a church where they tell you to stuff your feelings and put on a certain face. But there is a difference between a gesture and a posture. A gesture is something that's temporary. A posture is something that's long-term. Think about um, a basketball referee. If they see somebody traveling, they make this gesture, right? Think about going to a library. If you come across a librarian that, that sees somebody making a ruckus or hears somebody making too much noise, what's the gesture they do? Shh, right? Now, no, those are gestures. They're temporary, aren't they? It's a moment. How weird would it be if they made those their postures, if they just kept doing it? Think about the basketball referee that goes to the supermarket, the shop for groceries, and he just does this as he walks down the aisle. Got that? People are going to think he's super weird or that maybe he's dancing the whole time. I'm not sure. Think about the librarian that goes to the gas station to fill up her car, and, and when she gets there, she just starts sh- 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 shushing everybody that comes in to fill up their car. People are going to think that she's just a, an unhappy person, probably. A posture is something that's, that's long-term. When we experience pain in this world, when we experience um, the waiting room, the emergency room, the doctor's office, the funeral, those are their moments. And sometimes what we end up doing by accident is we make them permanent. And, and, and I don't want you to hear me. Again, I'm not telling you not to feel what you feel. But if we make those things our permanent place, those are our postures, we send a message to the people who are around us. It could be your children. It could be your grandchildren. It could be the, the newcomer that comes in this morning. As believers, our posture, our permanence is not rooted in this moment. It's rooted in like that wall hanging over there, right? Look, look over at that wall hanging. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly from the gospel of John. Or, or this one, Christ in you is the hope of glory, the letter to the Colossians. Or this one, for it's by grace that you have been saved to the Ephesians. Or those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagle. They will, they will run and they will not grow weary. Those are the things that our, our hope is in, our, our eternity is in, our posture is in, those very things. Now, I'm not speaking from a place where I have known no pain. You know that. If you're a part of our congregation, you know my story. I'm somebody that has, I've buried two daughters. I've buried a son. I have led the funerals for family members that mean more to me than I can possibly describe to you. I've been in the hospital bed. I've been in the waiting room. I've been saying the prayers that don't feel like they've been answered. I'm not coming to you from a place where I have not known pain. I'm coming to you from a place this morning that's saying, I'm your pastor And I want you to remember that your hope is not locked into this moment. It's not locked into that thing that happened this week or last week that feels like it's just everything over you right now. You're not locked there. Your eternity is secure. You're locked into this. Christ in you is the hope of glory. This morning, you and I get to choose, and I feel like you've already chosen based on that first song, but we get to choose. Are we here to celebrate a wedding, or is this going to be a somber waiting room? Amen. A celebration. 
right? I want to celebrate. Jesus compares the kingdom of heaven to a father who throws a wedding celebration for his son. It should be a wedding celebration today. In Isaiah 54, the prophet declares, for your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. Friends, let's be at a wedding celebration this morning. One that's not just meant to honor God, but it's meant to encourage the people sitting next to you. Let this be a wedding celebration. Let the person who walks in these doors for the first time know that this is a place where we celebrate every single thing that's hung on this wall, but especially what's been done on these crosses for all of us, because that's what unites us. That's what brings us together today. Because we are a people who do believe that despite the pain and the suffering and the tragedy and the death and the things that are hard that hang over our heads, that we have a God who truly does reign. Amen? Then let's stand and let's worship together. Hi, this is Pastor Nick. Thanks for listening. I hope something that you heard today was very helpful. If you want to connect with us further, feel free to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or our website, kanoichurch.org. Sure, I'm glad we're in this together.